this crew is such vibes. I love them. Mm-hmm. The as a crewification of our podcast. Welcome to episode nine of Find Things Well, a podcast celebrating the series Our Flag Means Death in all of its magnificent fuckery. My name is Abigail. My pronouns are they, them. And I'm Elena, pronouns she and they. And today we are going to be discussing episode nine, Act of Grace. We are also very excited this week because we're welcoming a new guest host who's new to y'all, but is not new to us. <laughs> our dear friend Noah from our Saving People Queering Things Supernatural podcast is joining us today. Noah, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Noah. I'm super excited to be here. Feels a little weird. No pressure on me. You know, I'm not hosting, so it's fine. I'm (laughs) I'm just vibing. I binge listened to the whole show, uh, y'all's whole show, before coming on, um, while I was unpacking my new apartment. And um, it was great because I hadn't fully watched the entire- (laughs) I love you did it out of order. Yeah, just a, just a little bit, um, but that's okay because I'd watched the first three or four episodes, but then really listened to y'all's show and then went back and binge watched it all before coming on, and it was it was so cool to get y'all's take on the episode before watching the director's take on the episode, and it was it was interesting <laughs> seeing the differences, you know, and seeing what y'all paid attention to and pointed out, and I was like, oh, I know what's about to happen. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. <laughs> I'm glad that that enhanced the experience. Not it was really fun. Alexis from Schitt's Creek, but I love that journey for you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we're excited to have you. Yeah, um, and so we excited. also do have uh, one special announcement this week before we get started, uh, which is that for those of you who listen to our podcast, uh, Abigail and I are going to be starting a new podcast with some friends of ours called Wayward Parents, which is going to be about the Winchesters, which is the Ooh. new CW show that's coming out this fall. Um, and yeah, we have a couple of like, you know, episodes that are coming out before the series actually starts that we're very stoked about, uh, but it's going to be really fun. So if you enjoy listening to us talk about stuff, we're, we're going to be doing more of this and we would love <laughs> to have any of you who happen to have supernatural cross-reference, uh, interest come brain us rot. for that. Brain yeah. rot. I think the correct term is brain rot. <laughs> That's, you're not wrong. <laughs> if you have supernatural you. brain rot and you want to hear us talk about the prequel, um, yeah, you can find show updates on uh, Twitter at Wayward Parents. We actually have two episodes that are already out talking about the trailer. By the time you hear this episode, it's probably out. <laughs> yeah, there'll be two episodes up on that platform. So you can uh, check them out if you so desire. Um, yeah, we're, we're just, we're doing all of the nerdy podcasts. We're, <laughs> we're, it's going to be a uh, hot podcast fall and we're looking forward to it. Trying to hit bingo. You know, <laughs> all of our books. yeah. <laughs> so as always, we are going to get started today with what's on deck, which is the part of the show where we share news and messages from our listeners. Abigail, you want to take it away this week? I actually wanted to talk a little bit about an article that I read um, that was um, based on an interview with Nathan Fode, um, who plays Lucius, for those of you who might not know the actor's name. He talks a lot in this interview about the experience of working with Taika, the experience of filming, but then he talks a lot about the fandom experience 
having the show be so recognized, um, which I thought was really, really cool. And he talks about, you know, growing up on Tumblr and Twitter and MySpace and having his own personal understanding of how fandom works. And then now being on the opposite side of like receiving all of this fan love for this show. Um, and as, yeah, I think that just like, He's one of really us. touching to me. He's one of us. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, That's awesome. And, yeah. And so that I just, anyway, we'll link the article, um, the interview in the show notes. Um, I just thought it, it's, there's nothing like new in it, but it's quite delightful um, to hear from one of the actors I hadn't really um, read any interviews with till this point. Super interesting. Yeah. He's a gem. And now I thought after reading that, I just truly found myself wondering that if I ever were to approach him, and tell him that I liked his shoelaces. I want to know if he would tell me he's still <laughs> the president. Um, that would be that would be the true test. The right there. main question that I mm-hmm. I have for for Nathan. But yeah, we just thought that was really fun because it like it especially ties in with how they have the moment in this episode a bit of fan fiction about Captain Bonnet, which yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know Abigail is extra feral about. And I, I wonder was so he... excited. I wonder if he had input on that line, you know, like he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, trust me, trust me. This is great. I'll so say fan fiction. <laughs> There's like a whole set of dialogue about fandom in this episode. And it was so great. So good. It, it very, uh, very warmed our hearts. Mm-hmm. This episode was phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I. This is one of the episodes where I have I've been dying for Abigail to mm-hmm. see it <laughs> and the fact that you get to be on here too I'm so glad this it. is the one I get to be on the queen like, episode uh, okay okay I um if you didn't see it already Elena I think already posted to our Twitter yes the, the text thread of <laughs> me experiencing this episode and just the text <laughs> yeah. I sent to Elena during this episode because I felt like every two seconds I was like pulling up my phone being like and also this thing is giving me feelings I am yeah. so excited some some highlights include Blackbeard confessed in all caps. Then oh no, <laughs> Dean coded, which we have to give a shout out to. We have a we have one listener. Um, I, their username on Twitter is uh, Fontina Sprocket. First of all, uh, Fontina, we enjoy you all the time. We see you in our our like mentions all the time, and you're always a delight. But uh, they particularly asked what is Dean coded, and so we had to. We had to look at ourselves deep in the mirror and realize that we had to explain that one because that's that's how real the brain rot is, as we mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And oh, and also the uh, the note, no, the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> look, I am in a, the position where I'm not allowed to watch the next episode yet because uh, we're not recording it yet. Uh-huh. And so I had to get to the end of this episode. And to be fair, Elena had given me, had said, like, if you want to watch them back to back, like, you can watch 9 10 back to back, that's fine. And then it was like too late at night. And my partner was like, no, we're going to bed. I need to sleep. I have work in the morning. And I was like, <laughs> I also have work in the morning. And I know you're helping us be responsible. But also, I. What an icon. <laughs> I was like, thanks for helping me be responsible. I love you. But also, I. Uh, uh. Oh, just, just wait till you <laughs> get to the end Daniel, of the when you listen one. to this, Daniel, when you listen to this, um, please let us watch the other next episode soon. Please have uh, time. Wait, 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 wait. You don't want him to let you, you don't want, 
you're gonna wait till the episode comes out you should just go for it as soon as we're done recording yeah we're just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna as soon as he comes home tonight i'm gonna be like this is what we're doing because what was great about it was that you you watched it late at night your time which was i was asleep my time and so i just woke up to that it was just <laughs> like i woke up and it was like 17 messages and i was like oh dear god what's occurred and i was just delighted when i opened it it is time for things of note where we dive into our main discussion of the episode and for starters we're going to take a look at the description of the episode from HBO Max and rate it on a five-star scale. Uh, we thought it might be fun to have Noah read this week's description uh, as our as our lovely guest host. Of course, I would love to. This week's description from HBO. Captured and facing trial, Steed and Blackbeard face tough choices and an uncertain future. Scale one to five. Where do we put it? Where do we put it? Do you want to go first, Elena, on this one? Sure. Um, I I went low this week um, because it's it, what? Like, it's just such, such a boring sentence. I mean, it's true, but it's boring. But, but it gives us nothing that we all don't already know. Nothing, like, the only thing that we didn't already know from the final scene of the previous episode is the facing trial part every other yeah. part we already knew so it's just not it doesn't like draw you in but you the thing is also they could afford to be lazy with this one because who was watching episode eight and then not immediately watching episode nine <laughs> i unless guess that's me. fair but you know unless you're waiting who's watching one. episode nine and not immediately watching episode ten <laughs> you know it's still lazy they yeah. don't get points for being lazy but they also can get away with it i'm still only going to give it like a 2.5 but that's probably what i can give it to me it very much read like the um like if this description was clearly written by somebody who like didn't do the book like didn't read the book and just <laughs> skimmed the spark notes version and then wrote the description like that's that's what i get from they it. had they had the episode on but they weren't really watching it and then yeah. they were like i think these general things happened mm -hmm. what can what i say you, that won't be wrong <laughs> I, i'm gonna go with the two because it should have built up the the whole first section of the episode is all about how you know they're on trial and and they've decided against them and they have to build up to the act of grace yeah so, and the trial is very back and forth like because it's like steed confesses and then blackbeard confesses and then steed does and then they could have made some funny little jokes yeah yeah they about that said something about steed and blackbeard prepare to meet their end on the you know the revenge but yeah <laughs> no they don't you know they could have they could have teased izzy's return mm -hmm. where yeah. we knew that that was likely gonna happen you know they, there's things they could have done and they didn't it's just a little yeah. bland yeah it's a little disappointing well well vanilla but uh who who is everyone's uh most valuable pirate or mvp pick for this week oof I'm I'm gonna have to go Ed because my man went hard this episode. He yes. really put it all on the line multiple times in multiple different ways, mm -hmm. and I really appreciate him. He did so great. Ed commits, and so I'm also gonna go with Ed because he just he commits to Steed, to the act of grace, mm -hmm. to the escape, to the kiss. Like he commits, he commits. Yeah, he fully commits. And that's what like this whole episode is driven through by like Ed's commitment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I Ed was 400 percent my pick for this week. I <laughs> I'm so proud of him and I'm I'm so upset that he 
has to be a sad floof at the end of the episode because it hurts because it's, it's not steve's fault really like no because he's lost he doesn't know where he is where he, like, he's making the best to say he's making the best decisions he knows how to make yeah. in this scenario it just happens that this scenario sucks mm-hmm. yeah and some of that we'll get to a little like as we get deeper into it but um this this is an episode that i feel like we should do our best to go linearly through it because the okay. build of this episode yeah. is so fucking sweet we can um, do that we can do that i'm into i that. i very believe in us um so i guess a good place to start with that i think would be what one of the first notes that abigail has in here that we already kind of touched on is the brilliance of the fan fiction line i mean come <laughs> yes. on so good the whole bit of it like you know he says oh it's just you know an elaborate bit of fan fiction and then the the soldier kind of pushes back on him on it a little bit and then he says can't stop imagining like i love you know they're like you really love your captain and he's like yeah i can't can't stop imagining him in all different scenarios Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, i would love to read frenchie's au's quite frankly (laughs) (laughs) okay it's just it's just so um it's it's so funny and I look I was like writing fanfic before I knew what fanfic was like my earliest pieces of creative writing were like Narnia fanfic Uh Um, uh (laughs) legendary same (laughs) but mine wasn't Narnia mine was Mr. Monk and Star Wars so like what yeah oh god (laughs) Elena, what That's... was your earliest bits of fan-related okay. If if I'm being completely honest, I did have, and I don't think I've ever told you this, Abigail. I did have <laughs> one attempt in, I think, el- was I in elementary or middle school? I think it was early middle school, um, where I was writing myself into a Harry Potter fan fiction in which I was Harry's sister. And we went to Hogwarts and we're best friends. Um, I don't think oh. I've ever told you that before, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, was... honestly, if you had told me anything that wasn't some RPF of some kind, like yeah. or some some self-insert of some kind, I would have been yeah, I think surprised. If I, we all did it. We all did it. Memories, <laughs> We've been running long enough. <laughs> if memory serves, I think my name was like Alice Potter or something. Oh, it was, that's cute. Like, it was adorable. <laughs> and oh, and also, um, I think I somewhere in the bowels of like you know old computers that are now long dead and sitting in a landfill somewhere um I'm pretty sure I have some wolf star fic because <laughs> I I very very ship Remus and Sirius actually I have a t-shirt that says Remus and Sirius five ever um that was that was my introduction <laughs> to to gay ships um so I I've been super gay since before I knew so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that's like that this that whole interchange is just like again I think a representation in this show understanding like fan culture understanding its fan base and Mm -hmm. allowing it to feel seen you know like we've talked a lot in this show about feeling seen by by this show Mm -hmm. and by its characters and feeling represented by this show Mm -hmm. and its characters and our experiences um even this as small and goofy as it is I'm like, I, I don't, you know, how often have I seen a character and obviously it's not actually fan fiction. It's actually just his journal, but also yeah. this whole show is fan fiction on some historical characters. Yeah. So there's just like layers on it. And I, it's very respectful. It's even though it's not actually fan fiction, it's deeply respectful to fan fiction. And most mm-hmm. of the time that I've ever heard of fan fiction being referenced in any kind of popular media, it's mocking. Yeah. And this is refreshingly not that. 
Yeah. So I, I feel like we should have like a tally for every time on this podcast you've said refreshingly not that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, it it's is probably so, a lot. <laughs> it is so often the case. <laughs> Refreshing you know is a really nice way to describe the show because it also works yeah. as a water pun. Um, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there and I enjoyed it. <laughs> I do also love um, all of the little interviews at the beginning. Like, I love, <laughs> I love how Frenchy when they're just like, is you know, like this flag, and he's like, yeah, fucking badass. badass. Like he's just. <laughs> I love the cat flag. The cat flag is so great. Every time it comes up, he's like, yeah. The way that when Steed is getting interviewed, and he's like, oh well, Blackbeard just confessed, and he tells him that whole bit, oh. and Steed is kind of taken aback but more confused and then um that admiral guy don't remember his name badminton ad yeah badminton badminton chauncey (laughs) sorry to anybody out there his name is chauncey but when he says that ed said he's not a life he's a life is cheap kind of guy and like Mm. yeah i'm not about i'm not about anything fancy kind of says that in the interview that's that's when steed gets the most upset he's like oh, no like it's yeah. and that's when he starts going against it and he, he he starts confessing and that's uh. i think he realizes ed's not messing around and the ed is mm-hmm. this is going to go very badly very quickly mm-hmm. and that he you know if he doesn't tell the truth and he doesn't tell it believably, like he's not going to be believed um, because Blackbeard, like if you're looking at him and Blackbeard, who's more likely to have committed this murder? Stab somebody through the eye. Pirate or <laughs> this innocent little guy. And I wonder if he's also worried about, like we talked in, um, in episode eight about how Ed kind of reverts back to some of his old ways and then is brought back into like, no, I actually do. I actually have changed. Like, this is who I, you know, this isn't who I am or this Mm -hmm. maybe wasn't who I used to be, but it isn't who I am now and who I want to be. And that I wonder if hearing, you know, Blackbeard confess kind of brings all that back up for Steed as well. Well, that was Um, actually the note that I had was that I think that Steed confesses because he is tired of being underestimated, which he has been pretty much this whole series so far and like this for him kind of feels like a moment like he's he's wrestled with the fact that this happened like pretty much the whole show since it happened and he I think sees this moment of like taking ownership of of what happened even if he didn't because the thing is we know as the viewer that he didn't actually kill him he hit him in the head and fucking Nigel was stupid enough to be holding his you know sword in such a way that he stabbed himself in the it head. was like an act it was legitimately an accident like yeah. he intended to knock him out he did not intend to kill him and he's sort of like it's one of the things where I'm like yeah is Steed still sort of responsible in some way for his death like absolutely you choose to knock someone side the head like there is a chance that that kills them, even if you only mean to knock them out. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. the reality is he, the, his intent wasn't to kill him. Um, yeah. And so there's that like line. And I think that's played into his guilt and his processing through this whole episode, this whole season. And he doesn't, even in this moment, he's not, he regrets that it happened. But I think yeah. what you said is interesting, Elena. He's still owning it, even mm-hmm. as he regrets mm-hmm. it. And he has that whole moment of like, you know, it's time to face the music. Like he, he refuses to let 
Ed take the fall for this, even if he is scared shitless and is going to like freak out the minute the guns are pointing at him. Like the fact that he still owns it is, I think, really powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the note of your note of the the term "face the music" when he talks about, that, I wanted to make a, a note about that as a dialogue piece. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've talked about this a little, but we haven't talked about it a lot. But I really love how this show in general blends contemporary language into its work. You know, a lot of shows would, I think that would feel jarring. Yeah. But they do it both like seamlessly and stylistically. Like they do it as a way of helping the characters come alive and get a yeah. lot of personality. And they do it to tell the story, but they also, you also get humor out of it. I'm like, the concept of facing the music is not a concept that existed then. Like it's no. not possible for it to have existed, but it's so funny and it works so well. And yeah. I like love that blend. And what's funny is we t- we actually talked about that last week on um, on episode eight. And I remember point- saying to you that there was a moment like that in this episode <laughs> that I was really that, excited that about. It was actually the fan fiction moment. Okay, yes, that's, yep, yep. Because like clearly- <laughs> No one's terming it fan fiction. Yeah, nobody's using that word. Even if they're writing it, they're not calling it that. Yeah. They're not saying, I'm a double threat. They're not saying, <laughs> can't ima- stop imagining even all the reasons. I'm a strong reader, writer, so double threat, same, which is same. If, if you guys are hiring after all this, like, He's away. so nervous as he says that. It's so to be such a millennial on the hustle, Lucius. Like, just so good. It's just like, I know you, it's 50-50 that you might just, like, kill me right now, but if you don't. I have a, se- a special set of skills. <laughs> I, I do want to talk about um, the one thing I have been waiting this whole time because you hadn't seen this episode, the as a crew, when they say it all oh together. You told me when we okay. chose that as our sign off that that was going to be important later. And boy, yeah. howdy. Yeah, yeah I like, I have been waiting for you to get to that part. Listening through, I heard it, I heard it as the sign off every week. And I was like, damn, that's like, that's nice. That's nice. And then he says it at the beginning in the first episode, tries to get them all to do it, but it's not super successful. Um, And then I was like, oh, it's got to come back at some point, surely. And then it Mm -hmm. came back at the most perfect time. And I was like, damn, it's fine. It's this whole whole, like arc, like for the crew of like at the, the first episode, they were talking about mutiny. And this episode, they're also talking about mutiny, but the whole, it's flipped. Like now their loyalty is with, like they believe in Steve as a captain and they stand by him. And they- Not necessarily as a pirate, but as a captain. Like he's their leader, no matter what they do. And they'll defend his decisions and his pirating decisions, even like they come with, they're like, here's the plant. (laughs) But then they do come through and and declare him a pirate. And it's the most wholesome ass shit. It was so the lush vegetation. So and can we talk about the fact that that plant has actually it is growing and is beautiful. Oh, yeah. When they when they save that plant in the first episode, it's a it's twig. Like, it's on the brink of death. It's a dead twig. <laughs> and so I feel like the plant serves as this gorgeous visual metaphor for like how they've grown together. Like it's so on the nose, but it's mm-hmm. still effective. And I just loved that about it. Yeah, absolutely. So the the next kind of scene I think to talk about is the when they're discussing the mutiny um oh. and and they're like well we're gonna need a new captain 
Yes. You know, we need so, and then, and you know, it's like Olu's like very serious. Like it's gotta be someone we can all trust. Someone who has the entire crew in mind. And I, like, as he's saying this, I'm going like, well, it's you, Olu. Obviously. And then like, and then the, and then the characters do it like a split second after I had like had that instinctive thought. And I was so, I was felt so good about it. Like that, like they're, them saying, you know, it's you, there's only one choice. Yeah. And then just being Olu completely unanimous. It, it was so wholesome. After this whole season, like Olu's sort of been this steady background character. He's been our MVP. He's been my MVP pick more often than not. Yeah, I think. Yeah, honestly, he was my, he would have been my second pick. Ed gets it this week, but Olu would have been my runner up. And oh, totally. it's nice to see him get um, recognized by the crew for mm-hmm. who he is and his, his lead, his quiet leadership role. Yeah. You know, he's no, he's very different than Steed, but he's still very clearly their leader. Steed's face this whole episode was honestly the highlight. Mm. Just his reaction to everything yeah. that was happening. When he got interrogated, when he was about to get executed, whenever they all said as a crew, oh my God. Mm-hmm. When he and Ed are on the beach. <laughs> I loved it when he also is standing behind Ed and he goes, one act of grace, please. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's so goofy and desperate and I just loved it. It's- yeah. He's like, oh, oh it, we found a way. We're good. Found a way. He, Him, I, yeah, his facial acting is stellar and just makes he, it very fun. But on the flip side, can we talk about how devastated Ed looked in that whole sequence? Like, as he's about to, like, when you think that Steed is going to get shot, like, mm-hmm. as he's coming to the realization for the act of grace bit, like, First of all, he punched Izzy, which well done. Glad someone Beautiful. finally fucking did it. And the we, whole crew applauded. Yeah. Honestly, satisfying for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm probably, I don't know, Izzy was probably into it too as well. So it just nobody lost in you know, that scenario. I mean, Izzy, Izzy, Izzy's character this whole time has just been yelling, you know, somebody gay punch me. Um like, yeah. it's yeah, like Izzy has been like noticing playing in the background this entire time. Um, <laughs> but but just the way that he looks like he's about to break when he mm-hmm. thinks that he's gonna lose Steed. Mm-hmm. And then the way that he shouts act of grace. The de- like he just it's like a life like you know, he's just grasping at this lifeline of like, oh, there's literally nothing. There is something, there's one thing that could save us, even if. Mm-hmm. that one thing will change everything like yeah and I also enjoyed the fact that the other two officers are the guys that were the hostages from the beginning um, oh I did news to me I watched this episode two times and oh, did not that up <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you if, if listeners if I'm being really true I think I've probably seen this episode at least 10 times. I love this episode so goddamn much. I it's it has become like my comfort episode that I just like when I'm in a <laughs> shitty mood, I just put this episode on and watch those stu- those two stupid old men get to snog, but we'll get there. Um because I have like one or two other points I want to make before we get to that. Um one <laughs> is a very me. goofy aside that I wanted to mention, um especially because I'm currently on this with you know, my two fellow Supernatural co-hosts. Uh, <laughs> the fact that they attend the Academy for Wayward Seamen. 
was <laughs> was very enjoyable to me. It was um, so good. Anyone being wayward is just uh, we we love just... a good wayward individual. Mm, mm. Um, wayward semen. Hey, that would you see, Elena? That's where we should have plugged wayward parents. Oh yes, we should have done it. Oh well, oh well. Oh. We missed our, we well, missed if you're, we're gonna plug it now because if you happen to be a wayward semen and or pirate <laughs> who likes other wayward things, <laughs> listen to wayward parents. Yep, I'm gonna leave that in there too. Oh, I know I'm, you are. <laughs> that is, we're, we're allowed one shameless plug a season, I think. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Blackbeard shaves, becomes Ed, right? <laughs> that was just yes. a wholesome little shedding of his skin. And yeah. And the way that he admits when he's like, you know, it's, it's gray beard, salt and pepper beard. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so, it's so wholesome. And it's so like, like, I love how Ed has really settled. You know, yep. like he seems so settled, like he's so panicked at the beginning and he doesn't know what to do. And then as soon as he makes that decision, he is so settled. He's like, oh, this is what we're doing. Like, this is, he's like, we're going to, we're going to do our sentence or we're going to escape. But like, ultimately he's like, it doesn't matter because he's with Steed. He's with, he's with Steed. Steed. He's like, I, he's and like, I'm happy for the first time in a way I haven't been in so long. Him mm. coming to that realization and just talking it out with Steed is such a great scene. And Taika what Wichita makes kills Ed happy? What makes Ed earnest happy. as a character? And I think yes. I like love that about about the way they develop him. Is they start him off as this like really closed off character that's clearly holding back and hiding and, behind this persona. Yeah, and then you get to see him melt into like this very genuine honest person curious. who's able to talk about his feelings curious like he's so curious and he's very soft like, so soft and it's just oh and, and that's this... a lot he's allowed to be you know that's like he's he's the narrative sees that as his growth you know yeah. the narrative like is like you shedding this persona figuring out who you are and then leaning into that Mm -hmm. is you growing is you actually becoming a stronger as a person and what's been so nice as the season has gone on is you just you have these two they're like mirroring each other because the whole season the thing that ed needs is to grow softer and to be more genuine and be more himself and realize that there are things to himself that he has never allowed himself to really explore and feel. And on the other side, you have Steed who has always been that way and has been ridiculed his whole life because of that. And he wants to prove to everybody that he is tough, that he's, he's more than just this little rich boy that everybody's been telling him he is his whole life. That he's and intelligent, that he can lead that. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why it's kind of really powerful that, at the end of the episode he chooses to go back to mary because he realizes like i this is the harder thing to do is going to be going back and so if i really want to be this person that i've been saying i want to be i'm gonna have to make that hard decision and it's just oof, it hit me really hard it's another instance of him just him being like i need to face the decisions that i've made i need mm -hmm. to face them I need to not just run out in the middle of the night um, mm -hmm. and run. Like, you know, when he ran away originally, he was running away. Um, mm -hmm. Him going back now is him getting the opportunity to reckon 
with Mm -hmm. the impact of his leaving on Mary and his children and also reckon with um, what does he want? What what does the future look like? Um, I am speaking this as someone who does not know what happens in episode 10. So yep. I do not know what I'm talking about. That's okay. um, I do no. not know what they're going to do with Steve and Mary. I, I have inkling. I need to see the conclusion. I cannot wait ASAP. for y'all to see it because... I want them to be doing this though. I want them to be doing that reckoning for it, Steve. I want him to get a chance to figure out if he wants to stay with Mary or if he wants a different life and what that actually means and what the repercussions oh, are. Oh, I, I can't fucking wait for you to see it. Um, <laughs> one thing, going back really quick to, to the kiss because it's just my favorite moment and like I don't know it's one of my favorite moments in queer media ever um because of how goddamn tender it is but there was literally a tweet that I saw back in May and I specifically that was actually the day that I made all of our documents ahead of time because I was like I need to remember to talk about this tweet because it hit (laughs) me so much and I've shared it to our it's going to be on our account this week um I have like a scheduled post of it but there was a tweet from uh, someone with the handle uh, Queer as Pirates, which first of all, excellent username. Um, and it is this gif of the moment where they, they're they like kind of pulling apart from the kiss. And you can see that Ed like brushes his nose against Steed. And like, mm. it's just this fucking sweet, gorgeous moment that like, who kisses people like that? I, I'm just, it's so beautiful and I have not stopped being feral over it and so I needed everyone else to know about it I'm making it everyone else's problem it is such a sweet the fact that they get to just have this like they've worked up to this kiss in a million small ways in this show and it's they you know sometimes in a show you'll get like the bleed up to a kiss and you'll be like okay yeah the kiss or they'll do it so soon, or they'll do it in a certain way, or that, you know, it won't, it won't, won't be as satisfying. You'll be like, oh, that was good, but I, it could have been more satisfying. This is like perfectly satisfying. Mm-hmm. They have led us to this point gently, and they have made it really natural, and they're do both, for both of them, it feels like the perfect moment for both of them. Mm-hmm to be kissing the other person, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, this isn't just about one of them you know, yes, there's, you know, one of them initiating, but it's, it, it's very much like this was the moment for both of them that they wanted to. And the fact yeah. that it's Ed who, who leans into it, I think was really like that, strong. that was, yeah, that was a powerful moment. And I love the word that you used uh, a few minutes ago. It was so earnest. Like mm-hmm. it's the most, like one of the most earnest television kisses I feel like I've ever seen between any set of people. Like it is just, the yearning is there and I love it. Mm-hmm. The chemistry is just off the charts. Yeah. 10 out of 10. They play the scene so they play the scene so so well. And that's what makes the end of the episode so goddamn devastating. <sighs> yeah. Yep. And it's falling right back into his habits. So and- I have to ask because I have two people with me this week who have no idea what is about to happen. And so I, I need to know your predictions. I have a couple of ideas. Well, I, I, I don't, I'm wary to make like big term predictions because I do know one thing or I know mm. one thing. I don't know how to get there, but I do know one thing. I know how something about how it ends. 
Okay. So I don't want to say anything for Noah's sake, but I think I'm going to be sad. All I will say is that I think I'm going to, my prediction is that I'm going to be sadder at the end of episode 10 than I was at the end of episode nine. And I was pretty Whoa. sad at the end of episode nine. Mm. Um, okay. What do, what do you think, Noah? I want to hope it's going to be better. I want it to be a more <laughs> wholesome ending. I don't want it to be sadder than this. Um, <laughs> I need Steed to deal with Mary and um, go back to the ship and be with Edmore. And that's, that's, I Jim the, needs to come back too. So Jim needs to come back. That's another thing. Fucking, Jim's the okay. best. Yeah. Um, so I want a rescue plot where Jim, Jim rest. I want a plot where Jim rescues them. Jim is just. Yeah. Or, or all, all one day is, you know, captain of the ship now and then comes mm-hmm. to find Steed with Jim as his first mate, I'd be totally down. I with love that. the idea that Blackbeard comes back and leaves Olu as captain. Yeah. yeah. That's a great like, he's like these theories are adding years to my he's life. Like, right I'm now. too, you know, it's like he, oh, well, I mean, like Ed's like he's love, a co-captain Ed's now. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And you know, acting too co-captain. Soon. Ed being Ed being like Ed being like, you know, it's like in those um, it's like in the you know, Victorian novels, you're like, I'm I've I'm 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 laid up. I'm, I'm, <laughs> he's, he's I'm in, in my bed. I'm in my morning period. Um, don't you know? I'm gonna let Olu captain because I. That's that's how I'm picturing Ed's just like I'm here in a crisis, but I'm in my room. He's like I'm in the bothered. corner, in the corner with his smelling salts, laying on a chaise lounge, <laughs> like you know. I I love this. Uh, I also, um, and I don't think this will happen. I want Steed's kids to get to see the pirate ship. Because yes. of the scene at the beginning when he's playing pirates with them, I want these kids to see the pirate ship and not in a terrible situation where it's sad. I want them to see it when they just get to have fun. I am yeah. so, so not expecting that to happen. Um, and Elena so is cool. looking at me and I can't tell what they're I don't like that eye contact. I don't know. Yeah, I don't do either. That. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, no. um, I, I don't see- like not knowing what's happening in my show that I'm talking about. <laughs> it's my, little, it's my little comfort show. Yeah, welcome to my world. First of all, wait. <laughs> welcome to my world. This is what I do every this week. This is what he goes through. This podcast. No, I throw out random predictions and both of y'all are sitting there knowing every single detail. Oh. oh, that's a hit. That's a miss. Oh, you liked Bella? Suck it. Like, <laughs> For, for oh, those who sorry. don't know, on our, our Supernatural <laughs> podcast, Noah is the resident person who has not seen the show. Um, so, so, so I what what this means though is that the two of you need to get me on a podcast where I know nothing. Um, well, we'll work on it. We can do that. Yeah. We, can get, we can get there. We'll get <laughs> there. Stop watching next, shows. Sometime next year, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll be like um, Elena. You're not allowed to watch this show until we have time to make a podcast about it. We'll pick a that's show. That's fair. Okay. Um, the one thing I really wanted to talk about is the devastating nature of the line that Chauncey says to Steed when the two of them are facing off about how he defiles beautiful things. Mm. That line, every time I get to it, I'm like, is this a rom-com on HBO Max or is this a Shakespeare tragedy? Because it's just such a good line for that that like spurs this kind of realization in steed about everything that he's been afraid of Mm -hmm. um 
And I feel like it's a very pivotal moment for him as a character. And I think the the way in which Chauncey like points out, you know, that he, you know, quote unquote, killed his brother and that he left his wife and kids. And then I think the one that devastates him the most is, and you brought the greatest pirate to ruin. Mm-hmm. Just is mm. is devastating and i just i didn't want to didn't want this episode to go by without mentioning how good the writing is in i i had a thought while you were talking about that i think that line is an interesting mirror interestingly mirrored with the line that steed says to ed where he talks about you wear fine things well which obviously is where our show title comes from but you know ed steed has spoken over ed he's spoken this like you have the ability to take something beautiful and make it more beautiful when you wear it. And he's getting the opposite of that thrown on his face. And I think that's, mm-hmm. we know what Steve values. We know he values goodness and we know he values beauty. And this dig, this like crushing blow at his identity is what I think sets him on the trajectory of, oh, I actually have to do something about my decisions. Um, but I think those lines are are maybe mirrored in a little bit of a way. And I had not made that connection, but that is a beautiful realization and maybe broke my heart a little bit. I like making yeah. us sad um, on I, our goofy little podcasts. Yeah, um, you know, our goofy but little- But it's a gift, right? It's a gift. Our, I, like, I like to do that. We like to chuckle at our trauma. Um, <laughs> the one final thought I wanted to make- as one kind of closing out thought, um, I think the song choice at the end, I wanted to know a lyric in it. Um, the lyric is, you're born to reap just what you sow. And that kind of overlaid over both Ed and Steed, um, I think is really nice thematic foreshadowing for whatever is coming in the next episode. Mm. And it was, I, it was really emotionally it did it did its job well and i love when the music in a show does its job well it's a solid solid closing time yeah who we've talked about it a little bit before but whoever it is that is deciding on like what songs play during what scenes deserved at least 46 emmys for just (laughs) that alone but we won't talk about the lack of emmy nominations because the emmys are dumb yeah who needs them anyway So that is all we have for our main discussion this week. So now it's time to tie things up where we use the noted Tumblr format of same character, different font to relate our favorite characters from this show to ones from other shows and stories. Uh, Elena, I think you have one to start us off with. I do. I I got big Jon Snow energy um, from the whole scene where they decide that they want Olu to be uh to be the captain because like Jon Snow for those of you who don't watch Game of Thrones he's like you know he's he's very much a chosen one kind of figure and like his whole shtick is that like he doesn't want he doesn't think he deserves to be a leader he doesn't want to be a leader and that's a very common trope like across media like you could also say like Aragorn is like that Mm -hmm. in a way in Lord of the Rings Mm -hmm. um so that just it reminded me of that but I'm curious (laughs) to hear uh who y'all have for this week Okay, I picked Frenchie. Um, Ooh, I love Frenchie. Yes. He's so much fun. And he gave me a lot of, um, have you all seen Killing Eve? No, Kenny. I have not. K- 
Kenny from Killing Eve is he he and Frenchie share a lot of the same vibes in this episode in particular. When Frenchie picks up, he's like, I, "Hey, I was made for this espionage." Gets in the <laughs> journal and he runs and drops it immediately. Completely fucks it up. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> Kenny's not quite that clumsy. He's a lot more on top of it, but that same kind of humor is is very much their style and also go check out killing eve it's phenomenal i've been meaning to watch <laughs> that you oh my god <laughs> okay i i really struggled to find one because i really wanted to find an example of you know like a false confession you know that whole scene where they're separated in the two different rooms and i was i like i was trying to find one that I was like, yeah, this is the one. And then when I was like, when I was like looking, um, there's, <laughs> I'm going to go with an Anne of Green Gables <laughs> reference of all things. Um, Love that. Because it's the one that spoke to me. Um, there's the, there's a scene where like Anne loses something, like Marilla loses something and, and assumes that like it, it works because, you know, Marilla loses her brooch and she assumes that Anne lost it. Um, and is going to punish Anne and Anne finally eventually is just like yeah I she comes up with this whole elaborate story that of like yeah I wore the brooch outside I lost it in a pond um and then it's revealed that like she didn't um <laughs> and it's very uh Anne and Ed have, I feel like have similar energy the energy like Ed's very much the kind that'd be like of course I did it like I mean let me give you this elaborate story. he does that in this episode <laughs> he's like yeah of course I did like no, no, when he says, uh, what did he look like? And he's like, oh, you all look the same. That was just so great because they're twins. So like, yeah, but. Yeah, um, but that's, uh, that's, that's my funny little um, same character to report this week. That's beautiful. <laughs> I absolutely adore that. So on that note, that is all we have for this episode. Thank you everyone for joining us. And if you liked what you heard, do not forget to subscribe to us on your preferred podcasting platform and leave us a rating or review. You can also send us a voicemail or drop us a line through our website, findthingswellshow.tumblr.com. And we also just want to thank Noah for joining us this week. It was super lovely to have you, friend. Thanks for having me. It was so much fun to talk about pirates. I love it. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Anytime. If you want more of our queer pirate discourse in your life, you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, where we are at findthingsshow. Join us again next time as we discuss the season one finale, episode 10. Wherever you go, there you are. I'm Abigail. I'm Noah. And I'm Elena. Thanks for sailing along with us while we talk it through as as a crew. crew. Shit right there. That's great. (laughs) Oh my God.